0: Hello and welcome to Shadow and Wisdom, a Percy Jackson podcast. My name is Katie, and today I'm here with my best friend and co-host Frankie. Hi everyone! And we are so sorry this episode is a bit late, or at least later than we anticipated. Frankie, would you like to explain what happened to you?
1: No, no, but (laughs) I will. (laughs) Um, I live in New England. We both do. However, I live in a part of New England that if you haven't heard, we had a bizarre tropical, like torrential storm. We had a hurricane three months ago and the hurricane did way less damage, like 10 times less damage than this storm did. Um, power lines across the state have been down. Electricity has been down across the state. Roads have been constantly blocked because of flooding. Um, there have been literal full supermarkets that have been underwater in different parts of the state. It has been insane. Schools have been closed down almost statewide. Work has been closed down almost statewide. No one has had any power or electricity. For the first four days, I couldn't even really text Katie. Um, I would maybe get a couple texts through here and there and be like, uh, still don't have internet or power. <laughs> I'll try to update you. Things like that. Um, Based so, on
0: Frankie and our friend Lexi's description, it sounds quite apocalyptic.
1: It' su- There's no gas still. Like, gas stations are just getting gas back up and running. Like, <laughs> supermarkets were closed down people were eating canned goods type thing because there were no power it was it's been wild (laughs) so yeah we obviously couldn't record
0: yeah and we had a few days or nights of bad rain here that I had to drive home in and that was a little freaky but that's the extent of it like I live in the woods there's a river in my backyard and like that is I mean, overflowing, but like it hasn't flooded to our house or anything. Like we didn't get it nearly as bad.
1: Ooh, yeah, if you'd lived in the woods here, your house would have been wrecked. Like, like my I cousins cannot- do.
0: So my cousins live in the same town as Frankie, mm-hmm. which is why I, how I met Frankie, because we moved to the same town as my cousins from where I initially lived. Yeah, and then moved from there because my family moves a lot. And yeah, I am very, very grateful to not still be in that area at the moment.
1: On my drive to work, which without getting into, I work with a couple different families um, with kids, and one of the families I work with is only 10 minutes away from my house. On the drive from my house to their house two days ago, I counted... I think 15 trees still hanging from power lines. Like you said that we live within the same town and that was just my town. It's so, yeah, we have not been able to record because long story short. Yes, I have not had internet until literally this morning. I texted Katie and was like, oh my god, I think it's back.
0: (laughs) She did manage to watch the first two episodes of Percy Jackson on her mom's hotspot. So that is what we're discussing today. If the title of this episode (laughs) didn't make it clear and the timing of it didn't make that clear, we're going to be talking about the first two episode premiere of the Percy Jackson series on Disney+. Oh my god.
1: Oh Ah! my god. Oh my god. (laughs) It is everything we've ever wanted, people who don't, have not read the books, I've seen people who haven't read the books being a little bit like, oh, it feels a little rushed, like some things are out of order, this is definitely made for people who love this book series. (laughs) Right. It absolutely was a love letter to the books
0: and to the fans of the books. Oh, it was some of the dialogue, I I mentioned in one of my posts as I live blogged it, that this is a love letter to neurodivergent children. Yes. First and foremost, it- um, Percy's saying, I know there's something wrong with my brain, and talking about how he sees the world differently and doesn't fit in. All of that dialogue mm-hmm. shines in the fact that this series was created because Rick Riordan wanted to make something that represented his neurodivergent ADHD child. His yes. son, I believe. I forget if it was a son or a daughter. It's a
1: son. I believe okay. it's
0: a son. Okay. Yeah. And... That really comes through in this adaptation. How they are trying to represent that and really say being neurodivergent isn't a bad thing. It's just a bit different. It can be powerful, and it can make you special. Yeah, in the best way, it can mean you're a demigod. Like there's something so magical in that. Hmm. I cannot explain it.
1: Um. How much I felt with that dialogue from walker but then also sally jackson crying in her car and then hiding it from him katie is neuro neurodivergent i have grown up with my entire family is neurodivergent somehow i am not but i've grown up very heavily surrounded by it and that was that is a conversation my sister has had with my mother before where she's been like there is something wrong with me. And my mother, I know she's she was crying about it after and just didn't want us to see. Like, those conversations are just, like, that's so real for kids and family members of kids who struggle with this uh it's it was just so powerful to see that displayed in such a simple but effective way they weren't shoving it down your throat it was just no it was the reality of it of like this this 12 year old boy who has seen things for his entire life who doesn't who who though the outside world tells him he's crazy and the effect of that that you see so clearly And his mother trying to hold herself together around that. Oh, it was just so well done.
0: And also, so the character of Grover almost more well realized than in the books, the importance of neurodivergent kids finding that that anchor in a friend, that one person who gets them and accepts them as they are is so crucial and so critical. And, you know, that was largely what Frankie and I were to each other in many ways. Frankie was helping me with my neurodivergent traits and accepting me as I am and everything through all the hell that I've put her through because, you know, <laughs> there have been ups and downs in our friendship as there are in any relationship yes. or is in any relationship. And, you know, when I, I have OCD, if you didn't know, and- on the days that I have spirals or have attacks, including the night that we watched the show, <laughs> actually, I had a pretty bad attack because I was over-exhausted and I just worked and I was very vulnerable to that mentally. And she has stuck with me. And we've grown together. We've come up with systems and methods to try and make sure it happens less and less. And when it does happen, it's more minor.
1: Katie has made amazing... I, I just want to shout this out for you. You have come an amazingly far way with your mental uh, health struggles. We still have fights because obviously we're friends and we fight and that is just the reality of it. Um, but I always love Katie and she always loves me at the back the back end of it. And uh, but you've just made amazing progress and I'm Aww, just very you. proud of you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so all of this to say, you know, and in some of the ways that Frankie was struggling socially, I met her in her first year back in public school and everything. Um, When we went to the same high school, we were there for each other. So yeah, having that depicted through Percy meeting Grover, and then they painted it as much more of a betrayal when Grover you know, Mangrover actually protecting him, and made him almost more morally gray in a sense than oh. Percy's eyes, which was so interesting. No, no,
1: no. I have a, th- I have a, a theory on why they did this. Okay. Okay. Spew it. First of all, spoilers for the books. If you have not realized. We love the books. We will be talking about the books, how they compare to the... There will be spoilers for the books. If you have not read The Lightning Thief, this is your warning. I am about or even to even spoil- the whole series,
0: because there are references to later books.
1: Yes, but I am about to spoil a huge plot point at the end of The Lightning Thief. If you have not read this book, leave. I really don't want to spoil this for you if you're a new fan to the show. So, I'll give you five seconds. Like five, four, three two, one. Okay. The reason I think they are doing this with Grover's character, and the reason that again, later in the second episode, they're like, Grover, you cannot tell Percy. And they're showing a bit of, like you said, there's a gray around Grover's loyalties. Like, who is he loyal to? They don't even show the Council of Cloven Elders. And that is for a purpose, I believe, because they're like, ooh, there's this, for new fans, it's like, ooh, there's a shady group. Grover kind of seems to be reporting to it right. is to draw that feeling off of luke yep who will betray them at the end because the prophecy is very clear this first prophecy it says a friend will betray you
0: and they're putting it on grover to fake out
1: yes as christine says in her book talk ex dina may if you have not seen the, her book talks they're hilarious for percy jackson Poet but bananas Poet- books
0: christine Riccio, well-known yes. booktuber is, this is part of having that actually bonding over our love of booktube
1: Yes, but if you know, you know, she states it in her book talk as well, which is like, Percy, you only have three friends. I wonder who it could be. It's not Grover. It's not Annabeth. It's obviously Luke. I think they know this. They know that older people will be watching this show. They know that it's you're not gonna be able to really pull the wool over anyone's eyes like you might be able to with a fifth grader, which is who this was marketed towards. So they are aware of that. And they are trying to push it a bit more on it could be Grover. And to an extent, Annabeth. Annabeth is mysterious in the books, but she came across as even more mysterious in this. I And they are doing this to take the heat off of Luke so that that gut punch is there in this final episode. I Seriously, that was my first thought when I yes. saw how they were making Grover appear. Absolutely.
0: And to me, it's a really refreshing but still book-loyal new take on the characters. Oh, it is balanced perfectly.
1: I love it. I cannot explain it. I how saw a post
0: saying that Annabeth is played by Leosava Sava Jeffries as, like, an ancient being trapped in a 12-year-old body, and Seriously? I'm like, yes!
1: It's brilliant! It's brilliant. I don't know how to explain how they have managed to stick to the core of the characters while also changing them in the perfect way like I don't know how to get that across but I was mesmerized and Grover they are already doing Grover in my opinion more justice in this show than they do in that first book his reaction his acting I'm sorry I forget his name the actor's name
0: uh Um, arian simradi i believe is how you pronounce it
1: Aryan. he is doing he did so well when he was on that hill and sally jackson is saying protect my son they are on talia's hill they're next to her tree and she's saying protect my son and you can see it in his eyes his past failure and oh my god they it was Oh my god! It was so well done! I was just thinking of it. I was like, you can see it in this boy's eyes.
0: Another thing I posted about how they pronounce Zalia's name is how I pronounced it as a 10-year-old, and I was told I was wrong for years, so I self-corrected, and it's now because- I have to correct back?!
1: No, 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 it's, it's, this is such a split, and I've seen it, and I understand both sides, but in the westernized world, that is Talia, like, that is absolutely
0: pronounced but the whole point Talia. is that it's pronounced the Greek way. I,
1: know, but even in, and I know we don't mention the movies, I know the movies got a bunch wrong, but even in the movies, they said Talia, because in our westernized mind, it's Talia, and, like, we don't say Thomas, it's Thomas, it's the same, it's like, you know, T.H., is usually i mean the it's not the it's the so in our westernized minds everyone is like that's talia the whiplash i had when i heard them say thalia and i was like "Uh, uh, uh." (laughs) "What?"
0: meanwhile i was so validated 10 year old me was so (laughs) so
1: mad that christine has been was correct all these years (laughs) all these years i know (laughs) Cause we get on her so often. Again, pulling bananas books. We have gotten on her case so much for pronouncing things wrong, like Pipper. Pipper oh my instead of gosh. Piper. I was gonna say and that so, is the
0: only name she's going to be right about, not Pipper. It is Piper. I
1: was so mad for that reason. It wasn't even my own <laughs> connection to the name. I was sitting there like, Are you telling me
0: that Christine Bay for- <laughs> has been right all these years?
1: All these years when we have Everyone in her, like, fandom, I guess you could say, her whole following has always been like, Christine, you have never once pronounced the name the right name correctly right. in your life. But anyways, oh my god. No, this show was, I my, I would like to get my gripes out of the way. I have two gripes, and that is Okay,
0: it. do it. Let's sandwich it. We talked about good stuff. Say the gripes now, and then we'll finish off with more good stuff.
1: Yes, my biggest gripe is Gabe Ugliano, and I've seen others say this as well. Yes. He comes off as, like, a silly, goofy, like, yeah, a little neglectful, like, jerk, kind of. Not
0: bad enough.
1: Someone you would maybe get a divorce from, but how they had, like, his dialogue with Sally, it seemed like, oh, this is just their silly, goofy relationship type thing. Like, oh, they're just, he's a little bit lazy. He's a little bit like, you know, not misunderstanding of Percy's situation. But that's actually something the movies did so much better, in my oh, opinion. Yes. You saw that man and you were like, he is a piece of garbage, abusive a-hole. You
0: ick! just Immediate. Ick radiates off of him
1: immediate ick you hate him immediately and this one I was sitting there waiting for him to be bad and he would just was he came off as like yeah a lazy husband and and kind of like but honestly just lazy really that's kind of the only vibe you get from him is that he's kind of lazy so that kind kind of a deadbeat
0: perhaps
1: Yeah, but also we know that's not Percy's real father, so him being a deadbeat isn't exactly the worst thing in the world, as weird as that sounds. Like, he's a stepfather, so it's not like he's his actual father who is an actual deadbeat. Like, it makes Poseidon look worse than Gabe like it it makes Poseidon look like a worse person than Gabe somehow Mm. and Poseidon isn't the best father in the world but he is not Gabe Ugliano like
0: right and I wonder how they're going to handle this in later episodes when Gabe is out there spewing all this stuff to the press
1: because he just comes across as lazy so you go from him being lazy to him just spewing lies to the press and then Sally turning him into stone with Medusa like Right now, that seems like a gross overreaction with how they've shown right. him the show. If she were to just turn him into stone, I would be like, ooh, I don't actually like it anymore because they haven't shown him as abusive. <laughs> they, right. they show that right. they maybe need a divorce. So how are they going to bridge that? Right. They maybe need a divorce, but this man doesn't deserve to be turned to stone in my no. mind right now. So it's no. just, that was my biggest Right.
0: He came across, like, some of my uncles that my aunts divorced, to be right. honest.
1: Right, He literally, I was sitting there like, he's literally some of my relatives.
0: Like, Yeah. Whereas book game is, like, in movie game. Oh, my gosh. Abusive. Just straight up abusive. He is the lyrics to You're a Mean One, Mr. Grinch, Embodied. Yeah, he's And I make that reference because hey, it's two days till Christmas. So that's we're recording this. Right. And when you're listening to this, it's most likely Christmas Eve. So (laughs) Yay. Merry
1: Christmas Eve. Holiday appropriate
0: reference. Any
1: any holiday that you celebrate, happy holidays, guys. Wherever you're listening from and whatever you celebrate, happy holidays. But And what a special um, time
0: for the winter solstice to have this come out. You know, yeah, the is taking place during the summer solstice.
1: Oh, it's so, I know, I love that. But, so yeah, that was my main gripe. My second gripe was the, I understand what they were doing with the fades to black. Like, I get they were trying to be like, this is the end of a book chapter. Like, I get it, but it took me out of it. Every oh, time. I
0: loved it. I that didn't. is one different opinion that I have. I'm fully with you on Gabe mm-hmm. I Or what do they call him? Smelly Gabe? Stinky Gabe?
1: Smelly Gabe, yeah. Smelly
0: Gabe. Okay, I always forget which one it is. Fully with you on that. However, I loved the fade to black in between scenes. And I loved the credits with a preview of the next episode at the end. I loved the credits. Because it made it feel like classic Cable adventure television from the time that the books were coming out just higher film quality Mm -hmm. and everything you know post game of thrones because game of thrones really stepped up tv budgets and everything film quality and it was so charming and the music is a little avengers-y and i love it i liked the
1: music i liked the the um the next episode credits i i loved all of that the fade to black i get they were trying to to do the like this is the end of the chapter and i appreciate that i just to me that was one thing that didn't translate over well and i saw other people say that who who hadn't read the books they were like i just i i get what they were trying to do but it, it's a little jarring and you're trying to suck people in so it's a little jarring to go from one scene to the next to the next and then just fade to black and then just another scene and then fade to black and it was just a little i would have liked transitions but it's okay those are my very small gripes with the first two episodes i think those are literally the only gripes i have do you have any was there anything you didn't love katie anything just gay love about it so i have yeah. one major
0: gripe but besides that i thought it was so well done so well put together and to me they nailed the heart of this first story. The first episode almost made me cry because it really recalls back to what made the book so significant and this first chapter of Percy's story so significant that it's just heartbreaking. This kid's plight where all he wants... Is his mother, who he loves more than anyone in the world who's been there for him. The only one who's been there for him. She's all he has in the world. He doesn't fit in at school. He's made fun of. He's bullied. And that one thing is taken Insane. from him. And he fights like hell to get it back. Literally fights well, to case, hell.
1: <laughs> to hell. Which we haven't been there by yet, but we know. But he literally yes! raised to his oh mother. Oh my gosh. <laughs> like... He, he, all of these campers around him are like, oh, you got to give the gods their offerings. I, side note, the fact that Chris Rodriguez was on our screen in episode two, Katie, I screamed in that dining room scene and he's helping Luke out. I lost my mind screaming, but, but, and I also just love that he, uh, we'll get to that. I can't even go into that one right now because we're already having a different point about his him praying to his mom, all these kids are praying to their parents, and Percy is praying to his mother with the blue food. With the blue food. Tell me you've never seen a mama's boy. Like that is so he is such a mama's boy.
0: Yes. Rip my heart out, why don't you? You know what else made me scream with laughter? Is when Sally was trying to explain to him that she fell in love with a god and he was like, like Jesus? (laughs) (laughs) I'm like Jesus, that. Um, no, no. <laughs> it cracks me up. We we both happen to be I... you know Christians, so like that's a really funny joke for us, you know. But for a while, I I wasn't raised with oh. a belief system, so Percy Jackson and the Hellenistic mm-hmm. Greek religion was the first thing I really learned about. So I kind of filled that in and almost believed in it for a bit. You know what I mean? When I was a kid, yeah. reading this, so you know, it's so mm-hmm. funny to me.
1: <laughs> the line that just on a personal level. And I made a Tumblr post about this. When Grover says I'm actually 24 in that car. Oh my gosh. That, I said this, that would have been my last straw. And I would have had to punch my best friend in the face for that. Like after everything else, for some reason, the very small, like just that last little pinprick of like information, like, like, oh, you're a goat. Okay. You've been lying to me. Okay. We're running with it. Oh, there's a minotaur chasing us. Okay. You're 24 years old. I'm going to punch you in the face for some reason. Like, my (laughs) anger could never have dealt with that. I I don't know why. I just immediately was like, I would have killed you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. You're 12 years older than me? Alongside Percy's play in his quest to get his mom back, the other thing that broke my- And him saying, I'm Sally Jackson's son. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, the way Walker Scobel, Scobel, however you pronounce it, delivered that line. Oh, my gosh.
1: Chills. These kids and their line deliveries. Grover's line delivery has been on point. Annabeth's line delivery. Oh, my God. Her first... I don't know how to explain this. Again, I don't know how to explain how I felt it, but literally in her and Percy's first real interaction in that bathroom, when he said, Are you stalking me, Annabeth? And she just just says yes. Yes. I don't know how to explain how I felt their entire story play out in that one moment. Like... I literally, somehow, the way they delivered those lines, the way they had set the scene up, just everything about that one moment, I could feel the entirety of their story playing out in that one moment due to the just everything about it. I don't know how they managed to do it in two lines of dialogue. Her armor? My God, her pushing him into the river. And it's just, there's something about her. They are making her so much more mysterious. And like you said, it's like an eldritch being has come into this 12 year old girl to play her. And it's it's mesmerizing. And it's just how they are choosing to play these characters. Percy, uh, I really, Logan Lerman, I've never had a gripe with his acting. And even with Percy, I never had a gripe with, his acting. It was everything around it. It was his age. It was just Logan Lerman, if he would played that part at 12, would have killed that part. But oh, yeah. one thing I like about Walker in the role is Percy is no is so nonplussed by, or non-plussed, nonplussed, however you say it. I don't know. Whatever. He is so calm and chill about everything happened. He has such a, this might as well happen type of mentality. And that is so so fitting for book percy because book percy to everyone else what it seems is just like has elevator music running in his head 24 7 just going with it doing his thing like he is percy is such a chill character in the books like he really just goes with the punches and really does have that this might as well happen mindset of like life's crazy i just got a deal like i'm dealing with it we're fine we're running and that it came across so well like he seriously was just like what well well, let's do this now like he uses tell what he would think you would think you telekinetically like move that water in that toilet scene to 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 punch those people in the face and he's just like hmm well time for dinner like he's more worried about annabeth stalking him than he is about punching people. The fact people that Water just
0: responded to his anger,
1: and that is such the correct choice in how to portray Percy. Like that is that's. Just, I don't know how to explain that either, but that is so Percy coded. It completely was completely
0: unbothered by the craziest stuff.
1: Exactly, just unbothered, King. They are all playing these roles to perfection. Even Dionysus.
0: Oh my gosh, when he pulled that anger father joke. Hilarious, but that's <laughs> that what I'm. That got me i haven't seen it used that well in a long time hilarious
1: so that's not even where i'm going with it first of all that's awful because to he, do just to say child. he just
0: looked at him like
1: son <laughs> that is awful to do with a child with abandonment issues but hilarious but no that's not even what i'm talking about when dionysus is talking to grover in the books you you get these subtle moments of dionysus's power or dionysus I've always said Dionysus. It just is. I was 12 and that was a big word. And so that is how it has stuck with me. I know it's Dionysus. But anyway, he has oh, subtle. I used to
0: say um, Dionysus.
1: Yeah. These are big when words for 12 year olds. Okay. <laughs> yeah. but, but anyway, there are subtle moments in the books where you see his power a little bit shine through where it's like, no, he is a god. And when he's talking to Grover, In that scene, he's like, boy, you are playing with powers you do not understand. I felt that. I felt Mm. that this was a 4,000-year-old being who has seen civilizations come and go and will still be here at the end of this civilization. Like, I felt that in that performance, a very subtle shift. And I was like, oh, okay, good job. I, I see you and I appreciate you. Like, all of these actors... Yeah, like haven't even really talked about Sally, but incredible.
0: Like all of these actors, Clarice, how are they? Clarice LaRue. Oh. oh my gosh, perfection. The electric spear, perfection.
1: I saw an interview with Walker where he said, No, I was legitimately terrified. Like yes. I looked in her eyes and saw she pure was malice.
0: Screaming and then like, I
1: was terrified.
0: <laughs> Diorgood John played that role to perfection.
1: Oh my god, they're all doing so well. This is such a passion project, and you can tell. And it's, I've seen some people say it feels a little pa- fast-paced, but to me, the books, they're going chapter by chapter here. Like, they are, yeah. you can tell. And the this book is very fast-paced. It was Rick's first book he'd ever written, It was, it was, you know, there, there are some pacing quality issues with the first book, but, but it still works really well.
0: Yeah, the original PJO series is not as marinated Mm -hmm. as the Heroes of Olympus in his later works, where in later works, when he has shorter books, again, he has a lot less plot. That he stuffs in there.
1: Yeah, which is, I think, perfectly fine, and it works really well. It, I, it can translate over a little bit quickly in TV form, which I have seen some people say, but I still think...
0: Definitely didn't work in movie form, though, fitting that exactly. much plot in. Exactly,
1: exactly. So, you know what? Yeah. Everyone strap in and we're riding. Like, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> we're going with the flow.
0: But the other thing that really, really uh, stood out to me was Luke appealing to Percy's Struggles and emotionality, and then Percy saying how he's made friends and he thinks they like him. Oh my gosh! If I was not on the verge of tears, knowing what is going to I, happen, because as you said in a post, Frankie, the narrative is bound to doom Luke, and Percy has to deal with that. It's the ultimate betrayal, and it is going to. I have break not me in that final about episode
1: yet while we were recording because I can physically, once I start, I will not be able to stop. Like there is a reason I have not brought up luke castellan and it is because i will not be able to stop talking about luke castellan and everything that they are doing with him you want to talk about doing a character right charlie is doing this character so correct i believe him is a thing yes i believe he is being sincere when he tells percy i know what you're going through I've been there because he has. He lost someone. He, has. he lost someone on that hill. A very, very, the most central figure in his life was Thalia. Ugh, Thalia. <laughs> it's gonna take me a while. Thalia. Thalia. She was the most central person in his life. He lost her on that hill. Just
0: like Percy mm-hmm. lost his mom, and Sally telling Percy uh, to brave the storm and using the story of Perseus, and I posted about this too. All of these thoughts we're expressing, if you know, we're not going to share them to anyone who doesn't know them already, but if you figured out our personal Tumblr blogs, they're posted there. We Mm -hmm. live-blogged this. However, Sally telling Percy to brave the storm and using the original story of Perseus with that, knowing as a viewer that in many ways, Percy is going to grow up to become the storm himself and make storms and just as a FORCE be a storm is impeccable writing. That's basically
1: what I said in our very first episode of her saying these lines when we know who Percy becomes hits so hard. Like her saying a happy ending, he managed to find his way to one, like that and then brave the storm, knowing Percy's story and like we said last time, knowing who he becomes in not just his world, but in literature, which isn't an exaggeration. Yes.
0: As an iconic character. A powerful character.
1: Like almost pa- yes. surpasses the iconic word and how it's become to be known. Like he is a powerful force. He's almost becomes a force of nature in itself. And seeing the seeds of that in these first two episodes is mind-boggling it's almost like you're living in two realities where you're like and you have one foot in one reality where you're like I know exactly what you become and then you have your foot in the other reality and you're like but I'm watching it happen actively and it's
0: but these two different realities of the same character at different time points are connected through the brilliance of the actor's Mm -hmm. performances and how they're foreseeing where the characters are going to go and the choices they're I have making. seen
1: so many like again, I'll go back to Luke. I've seen so many people who have not read these books now <laughs> on Tumblr. Not on Tumblr, on TikTok. Absolutely loving Luke. And I'm just like, yeah, he is doing so well. And and the thing with Luke is you agree with Luke right now. He's he's bashing the gods in very subtle ways. He's he and Chris, they both started it. Where Chris is like, oh, the gods, they just like begging. And where Luke is like, the gods are never going to listen to you. And he's saying, he has lines like that of like, everything that comes out of his mouth is a tragedy when you know the story of Luke Castellan and where this is going. But you agree with him. You're sitting there and these gods are deadbeats who aren't, are not helping their kids, who let their kids be sent out and fight monsters and die i mean a huge plot point in these books is that a lot of kids die before they reach adulthood if you are a demigod and the gods don't really care it's right there on the first page right you are so when you hear luke saying this even when you know but especially when you don't know you're sitting there agreeing with luke not knowing what he is about to do, and it's such good writing, but it also is so painful when you do know what happens to Luke, because I swear to God, or gods, every single word out of his mouth in those, that episode was a tragedy. I wrote that too, like, everything he said is a tragedy in itself when you know how this ends for, and he is I've said this before. He is one of my favorite book characters of all time just because you understand every piece of Luke Castellan by the time this series is done. You do not question a single act or motivation from Luke. He is done so well as a foil to Percy. And he does care about Percy. He does care about Half-Bloods. He, don't get me wrong, he will kill them. He will go to war with them but he sees it as a sacrifice he it is not something he ever relished in and i don't know you can see it all in charlie's performance like you can see those subtle notes yes charlie as luke telling chris during capture the flag he'll be ready he's going to be ready and people who don't know think he's just like oh it's gonna be a funny cutscene, and there's walker flossing but people who know know that luke is talking about something else and it's Oh my god! Right,
0: which oh my gosh, Walker flossing in the woods. I was, I was cackling. I was so close to having my mom watch this because she read mm-hmm. The Lightning Thief, and I think she'll really enjoy this adaptation. But the flossing is gonna get to her. She hates <laughs> flossing because all the boys do it in her classroom. Flossing. <laughs> my mom's a teacher, cutting so From him yeah. flossing, um, not on my bucket list. Not on my bucket list for the show or my bingo card, it so to speak. was perfect. But also, it was perfect. I loved it, but my mom He's would a hate it. Twelve-year-old ADHD
1: boy. Twelve-year-olds who aren't ADHD will just start looking for something fun to do if they're bored and start flossing. Like he 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 starts flossing, he he goes pee, he pets a lizard, he takes a nap. Like that it was the most It was the funniest, like, 12 seconds, and then you just have the bully squad pull up. Oh, can we talk about... I don't even think we've- I don't know how to touch on Annabeth, like, and how good she is, just, in how they get across oh her my plan. Oh
0: You are deluding yourself if you think this was anything but authentic character casting at this point. You are deluding yourself, and-
1: I want to punch people if they're still talking shit about this, this girl. I- <laughs> What are you talking yeah. about?
0: Her performance. This was very clearly cast for character performance. Yep. It's not it's, yeah, <laughs> I'm it's not even going to so, get into it. I Just Again. Case in
1: point, case closed. Again, I don't know how to, like, get across what she is doing here. It's so perfect. Her, the absolute control that it feels like she has in every situation so far – so perfect it feels like she walks into the room and she's her energy it's her energy she has a commanding such a commanding and strong presence in every scene she's in i it was terrifying though everyone's always imagining the usual when you sleep scene as like a cute romantic thing she is a sleep paralysis demon from hell yes that was the other thing not on my bingo card hell i would have been (laughs) terrified in the books percy's like this beautiful girl with with golden hair, like an angel, almost. She was like a princess. Said, you drool and you sleep. And I was self-conscious. And this one, it is like a demon. Oh my like, gosh. She, I would never, I would have been
0: scared <laughs> of her too. I would have never gotten near her. Are you kidding? What? Oh, oh, when she showed up in that bathroom and I recognized her, I would have turned I and ran. I, mean, I
1: understand the stalky allegations so well. Like, I too would have been like, you don't understand. She was above my bed, watching me like Edward Cullen. I would have been like, "Have you ever seen Twilight? Have
0: you ever seen Twilight?" I'm familiar with what you're referencing. I haven't no, seen the full I mean, movie or if, read the books, but I know exactly what you No, I mean, if I was Percy,
1: I would have turned to Luke and been like, "Have you ever seen Twilight?" That's what's happening oh. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Can you get her away from me, please? Like, freaked out of my mind. But I also love how you can see there's genuine. Already. Like I said, you see it all happening because just in that scene in the bathroom and then them walking for capture the flag, even when she pushes him in the water, there's genuine respect between them already. Like genuine understanding almost has already passed between them.
0: The way she says your dad's calling. Oh my gods. I like that. That like oh my gosh that I? killed me to be honest like because for percy that's such a huge deal like he's finally acknowledging him he's finally here he's getting what like, he was working for that entire day through captured the flag and Annabeth put the pieces together you know pushed him in there to give that to him she is a million steps ahead of everyone else as luke said and uh, it is just they, played to perfection
1: they don't spoon feed you either they don't tell, come out and say Annabeth's plan was obviously for Percy to to distract the bullies they don't spoon feed the children Annabeth is so <laughs> smart
0: and clever like they no they show, don't do that they
1: show they don't tell they give you the pieces to pick up on yes it and you pick up on it the other thing okay Lucas Stellan. oh sorry I told you once we started I couldn't stop him being like uh I think it was Chris who was like uh he's the best swordsman in 300 years and Luke is just like he's very calm about it he's nonchalant but then we see him absolutely kick butt and they capture the flag the what it is setting up I keep oh my and then Percy in capture the flag never really held a sword before he's held this thing twice to our knowledge lost it both times almost immediately and he you can see the acting in that scene from all of them they were all befuddled absolutely completely befuddled as he's kicking their butts putting up a hell of a fight against four other kids. It's on all of their faces. They're like, What the heck is happening and why is he doing this right now? How is he doing this right now?
0: Yeah. And it it's so much better than the scene in the movie. I-
1: that's just so for the
0: scene the It's charming It's charming in the movie Like in how corny yeah. it is But like this is so much I more authentic If Logan you Lerman's- ask me So what's being done I in the do books
1: I Logan Lerman's just exclamations of surprise They're hilarious How did I just do that falls on his Face like or like whoa <laughs> or like Jake gable's like that's a sword that's a sword like i was kind of quoting that during this scene just because they're imprinted yeah. in like there are iconic moments in those movies that are just imprinted on my brain and that i think are still hilarious right. to this day and i think that is a hilarious moment and they kind of played homage to that a bit when walker literally fell down the side of a cliff but i digress i digress i think that whole scene was done so well he breaks the
0: spear oh my god camp half-blood in general mm-hmm. is so well realized i screamed when i saw in the, the movies. Side. they changed it between the, the oh my gosh and they changed it between the movies especially in the second movie it mm-hmm. sucks First um, movie, they did well. The first movie, it was much better. Yes, first movie, they did well. Second movie, it sucks, was freaking Fallout Boy playing. Anyways. I love that,
1: though.
0: Um. <laughs> <laughs> I just do. It's just so there that I'm just like, it's... If you can't tell, if you can't tell, I have a soft spot for the first movie and the first movie only. I hate to see a monster. I enjoy
1: them both. I just do. I just have to separate them from the books, and I enjoy them as, like, just these ridiculous movies. But anyway, no, when I saw the side and it said, like, Amphitheater, like like bathrooms, training grounds. I screamed. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my god, oh. it's there! It's perfect." Uh, Percy getting claimed though was so funny to me because everyone has always pictured like the small little kind of trident above his head, like it's a very small, like yeah, like maybe the size of your hand, maybe a bit bigger, like trident glowing blue over his head. It was this huge. One is the size of Walker. <laughs> it's like hologrammed, and I was. <laughs> Dying, laughing. I couldn't take it seriously. Like it looks really cool, but I could not take it seriously after all the years of the fan arts of like the tiny like trident, and then this thing is literally the size of Walker. <laughs> but oh my god, him actually getting claimed and what Chiron said, like exactly from the books, like Earth Shaker, Stormbringer, Son of Poseidon. Full body chills because it's at that oh. moment I made a post about this
0: too another perfectly cast character oh,
1: yes does it so well but like i made another post about this too where especially for fans of the book that moment oh my god that's when this starts that's when this really feels like it starts is because we know what this story is again we know who percy is we know the scope of what this child does and in this moment him being claimed as the earth shaker the storm bringer the son of poseidon and knowing how that all comes out to play oh my god that line was where it felt like his legacy truly is about to start and i was yes had- the
0: legacy of the boy he was offered i know godhood
1: Fall, like body <sighs> chills i
0: and the swallowed of the music with it oh my gosh
1: oh my god Okay, I have another thing to talk about. Was I the only one who literally in every scene with every camper, I was like, who are you? Like, I was searching for the Stoll brothers. I was searching oh, I know. in that Hermes shot. I was like, where are you?
0: I was looking for Sweena and Charlie. I was looking for
1: Beckendorf. I know, in the Hephaestus cabin. Like, I was searching for characters. <laughs> and i can't believe it was chris rodriguez who they gave us i was i was losing my mind i was like what are you talking about we get him i was like oh my god
0: <laughs> oh my goodness is there anything else you want to talk about
1: okay walker again we've already talked about how unfazed he is and how that's perfect the the subtle sass is so percy like the, the oh my gosh
0: the humor they the, nailed it did
1: you to like dionysus when he started him and like things like that like listen I can't really have anything else go bad for me today like that sort of thing where it's like Percy doesn't really he knows he's sassy but he he doesn't really have the filter to stop it so he also comes across as like not always completely understanding why he I'm just gonna say it pisses people off sometimes and so
0: once again neurodivergent trait
1: (laughs) yes exactly so I think that's also portrayed really well, where it looks like he's just literally, like, done with it all. Like, he's already done with it all, which is accurate. Percy Jackson has been done with this and the gods since he started this journey. It's why Luke's journey parallels it so well and why it's, they're such good foils. Percy has never...
0: Foils, yes, I was gonna Percy say! Percy
1: has, has <laughs> always been fed up with the shenanigans. It's just by the time we get to, like, the end of H.O.O., like,
0: he's so oh, done. oh, and seeing... Camp Haplet and knowing how it's going to expand and more children are going to be accepted by their parents after the PJO series at the end of The Last Olympian. Oh my gosh, even just okay. thinking about that. On was that like, note as
1: well. Oh, On that too note much, as
0: well. Too much. But all- Sorry, okay. I-, I thought you were done. You can go. I was going to say about the humor. Mm-hmm. The humor. That part when Goebert was like, oh, no, 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 no. The one thing <laughs> I know about bullies is that you never ever stand up to them. And Percy's like, well, that doesn't seem right. Pitch perfect. He killed me. Bully killed me. Every boy ever
1: in these books, including gods, he faces down Ares. Yes, like, it's so funny him me. Like that doesn't seem right because Percy has never stepped away from a fight in his life. He doesn't know how to. Like he no! physically, I don't think, can do it. Even when he doesn't want to, he's like, Hmm, I don't really like what you're doing like, right now.
0: People don't realize this was a kid who was ready to swing. And Nancy Boba fit, like, he still did a motion to reach out and hit I- her. Because he was like, mad.
1: He was going to push her in that fountain. Like, he wasn't going to punch her in the face, but he was yeah. going to full-on push her in that fountain. <laughs> if he hadn't – this was a weird thing. I wish they'd had the fountain water come out and grab her as well. That's a small gripe because it makes it look like he literally used telekinesis to push her into the fountain when that's not a thing. That oh, he yeah. cannot do that. So I was like, you could have you could have yeah. just made it look like the water grabbed her, but <laughs> whatever. Small right, gripe. Right, right. Small gripe. <laughs> whatever. But anyways, um, another thing that I think goes so well with Percy and what, how we, Sally saying, you are singular, knowing she isn't lying. Like, yes, all Half-Bloods are special, but you are singular and he is. Like, he is. Right. He becomes the most powerful Half-Blood, not even close, within, like, for the last centuries. Like, he becomes that person in a way that rick does really well a lot of the time when they're overpowered characters you're like uh i don't like fine whatever percy's done so well and it's so realistic
0: people could argue this show coming out right after chalice of the gods only emphasized and was a reminder of why so much of his characterization in Chalice of the Gods did not yeah, I work. I know,
1: I was thinking it the whole time. Like, as I was watching, I was like, Charles of the God Percy doesn't even feel like he could defeat 12-year-old Percy for some reason. Like, something Rick did, I'm gonna have to reread it and then we'll do a whole episode on Chal- mm. Chalice of the Gods, but, like, seriously, like, it's almost like he really tried...
0: Tried to bring him back to that lightning, beginning Lightning and Thief he, era, and it just didn't work, was what Percy has become.
1: And he almost dropped him lower. Like, he almost, because of what he is, yeah. he almost drops him lower, in my eyes, than what he is, even in Lightning yeah. thief. Percy kills, Air, or doesn't kill, but could have. Like, if Ares was mortal, Air, Percy's winning and killing Ares. Like, he defeats a god. And it's like, in, in Child yeah. of the Gods, Percy can't be... A huge chicken like the power scaling was awful it was so incorrect but anyway anyway that again it's just like oh the writing choices they've made with like the you are singular And knowing the feats that he does, like, I mean, he finds the golden fleece. Like, every book, he holds up the sky. Annabeth does too, of course. But, like, he holds up the sky. Like, he says no to immortality. Like, you are singular, and it's so correct. And to say that to a child who thinks they're struggling with, like, two million different mental health, like, struggles is, oh, my God. It's just so good. Powerful. So powerful. So strong. To speak more on Chiron and Grover as well. (laughs) i also have to get this out there the original gaslight gatekeep girl bosses like they i wouldn't have spoken to either of them (laughs) for a year are you kidding me i wouldn't have spoken to either of them for a year i know you're trying to protect me i could never trust you again which is again what they were going for with oh my gosh
0: the absolute
1: gaslighting it's almost as bad as merlin he gaslights the royal family into loving him like it's almost to the like almost oh! as bad as Merlin and Merlin's the OG gaslighter.
0: Uh that cracks me up. Um, if you haven't seen Merlin, watch, <laughs> watch it. it. It's a right trip. now. Yes, please. It's on Amazon Prime. Anyways, do you wanna wrap this up talking about the teases for future books that were in? Blackjack the show, in the episode. I
1: lost my mind. They showed him in the first two minutes. Blackjack, are you kidding me? That's what you said, you just blew out the speakers. Sorry, Sorry I yelled really loud. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to turn down that segment of the audio. Um, it's okay, it's okay. But yes, Blackjack and then D'Angelo's. Are you I kidding didn't see me? see the D'Angelo Being one on, in the Long Island area, like I didn't or New York I City area. I didn't see the
1: D'Angelo one, and everyone kept pointing, and I was like, Where is it? Because I didn't see it. Where is it, Katie? She Who? says it.
0: She says she's going to D'Angelo's to stop for sandwiches.
1: Oh, Sally says it. Oh, yes. I noticed yeah. that I because well first of all my connection wasn't great so I missed a couple of lines here and there but all I heard was like oh I stopped at the for sandwiches and I totally blanked over the w- words there but I don't know if I like that because like ta- Luke and I mean not Luke Nico and uh, Bianca are supposed to be in the Lotus Hotel right now just living their life
0: well I think it's supposed to be like Distant relatives mm, and, like, okay, a reference okay, to that. makes
1: sense. I love Nico. And I just want to clarify, I did call Percy the most powerful, and I stand by that. I know everyone's going to be like, but Nico, I think Nico in a couple... I don't know. I think Percy beats Nico. I do. I just personally, I think Percy I do absolutely beats Nico. I think Nico is second most powerful, but I think there is still a huge gap there. I just want to clarify that before all the right. like, fans come after us. And I was like, but what about... There are others that are as powerful as Percy and it's like Frank as well. I actually think Frank is almost third or fourth on this list. He's so powerful Mm. by the end of the Heroes of Olympus, but we're here to talk about power rankings. I just think that I seriously, I don't think anyone is on Percy's level. I think that was another.
0: That's the whole point of being part of the big three. Like even even Jason isn't on his level. Thalia or Talia, however you want to say it. Another
1: issue with Blood of Olympus as well is that again, Rick tried to do the thing where he tried to crank down Percy and Annabeth's power scaling to give the others time to shine. So he really makes them right. kind of look like damsels in distress to let the other shine. And it's just so unbelievable. Like, I don't believe a word of it because of just everything else they've ever right. done. That it's like, no, I absolutely think Percy beats Jason. I think he beats Frank. I think he beats everyone. And I will not use Blood of Olympus as like ever. I will not ever use it as like a power scale ranking for their characters, basically right. is what I'm saying here. Uh, were there any other... Easter eggs that you noticed.
0: Those are the only two I caught and that I know of. Yeah,
1: those are the two that I that I really really stood out. Besides, like a couple characters being there that I wasn't expecting, but like
0: right, like Chris,
1: Chris, I wasn't expecting the Council of Cloven Elders yet. Like no, not either. That shocked me. Actually, like, that was cool though. To, like book four until we actually meet them, I think. Right. I don't think we ever... We don't see them in Sea of Monsters. I don't think... Because we don't really see them until Juniper yeah, comes in, right? exactly. I don't think we see them in Titan's Curse at all. I think it is Battle of the Labyrinth, which is the first time we meet them, so I was like, wow, they're really trying to give Grover, like, some stuff here. And I was happy for it. I think... I think all the character notes they're hitting are perfect. I think that the character notes they're hitting yes. are perfect. And the dynamics they're hitting so far, especially Percy and Annabeth, I can't
0: explain it, is perfect. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Well, that is all we have for you today. Thank you so much for listening. And without further ado, happy Percy best shipping.
1: Happy Percy shipping, guys. Let us know what you thought in the comments.
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.